Welcome back to the Deep Six for Wrestling podcast. This is our uh, our review of the first two nights of the New Japan Cup, the 2020 edition. Uh, so I was a, I, when originally planned, this was just going to be me doing this, but I'm now joined by three other people. So uh, I'm Pat. I'm uh, Angelo. I am Ryan, and I am Joey. Yeah, so uh, I knew Ryan was thinking about joining me, and Joey and Angelo are surprises here. Uh, so this is a, a nice new group we have here. So real quick, hottest free agent signings. Yeah, basically. Uh, so Angelo, is this the? I, I know Joey's seen New Japan because I've watched New Japan with Joey in the past. Uh, is this the first time you've watched any New Japan? Yes, I think this is the first time. I think I saw the Chris Jericho and Omega match the first time, okay. but actively watching a New Japan show, this is my first time. Okay. Uh, do you have any just like quick thoughts on the experience so far or the first two shows? Yeah, it might not be as quick as you think, but um, oh. so <laughs> I've really enjoyed it so far. And it's just really interesting. I haven't watched a wrestling show in very a very long time where I didn't know anybody and I didn't <laughs> have any expectations. Oh, I, I don't know who's you. supposed to be good. Also, yeah. Also in a different language. Right, so, so the commentators aren't, like, in your throat of, like, oh, this guy's a legend. Like, they might be saying that. I have no idea. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm just like, okay, these are wrestlers, and I don't know if, like, I, you know, the whole Colgan dude, I don't know if he's supposed to be a joke or if he's, like, their best guy. I have no clue. <laughs> I'm watching this stuff. So uh, it's just, it's really entertaining in that way. And I guess to put it into comparison, I, I watched Impact for the first time the other day for in eight years. But even watching Impact, they go back, they have Hernandez, and they're like, oh, Hernandez is a TNA original. He's been here forever. He's won tag team titles. It's like, I don't know that with any of these guys that I'm watching in New Japan. They're just individual performers, and I'm just watching their match and their story they're telling, and I know nothing else. Okay, uh, real quick, out of out of the two nights, do you have any like standout people uh, or anybody who left an impact with you? Oh, who's the guy in the chains? Uh, Togi Makabe. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's been a lot of good matches. Yeah, I thought he was pretty cool. He came out with a Led Zeppelin song. Um, yeah, okay, so his Led Zeppelin song. So he's had that for a little bit, and typically there's a couple people on the roster who have theme songs like that, but New Japan doesn't always have the licensing rights for them so they don't pay for it sometimes and so they just like dub over it on shows and so this was the first time i've heard it in like two years on a on a pay-per-view or like any show they had so but yeah he does come out to a cover of immigrant song um, yeah i thought that was pretty funny uh there was some other guy in the second night that had another rock song i'm pretty sure i can remember what now because i was just watching it this morning okay but um actual actual thoughts on the wrestlers i mean so far I, i've Left most of the matches. The what would have been the second to last match today? Uh, that would be oh, Yuji. It was before the, Ghetto. It was Yuji Nagata. Yeah, Yuji Nagata and won Suzuki. that one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually yeah. really liked that one, and I mean, it was just really good storytelling. For again, for I have no idea what the commentators are saying. I have no idea what they're saying. I just thought it was a really good match, full through. So I think I enjoyed that one a lot. I enjoyed the uh, the last one, Ghetto, as well. Yes. Um, would you could you answer with the uh, weapons like the ref like kind of takes it from them or just kind of goes oh you really shouldn't do that guy yeah so New Japan runs with refs discretion which is what AEW does for the most part where uh, they're way more lenient on people using weapons obviously if somebody just gets like a chair and just like lays into somebody for like ten minutes they would get DQ'd but for the most part especially since again 
uh, Gato and Okada was a grudge match, basically. Uh, the ref was more lenient towards, like, weapons in that match. So, as you saw that, like, he only let him, like, hit him, like, a few times. Like, yeah. Twice and then took it away from him. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, it's like, he kind of takes it away from him, but, you know, let him pull stuff out of his trunks or out, out of the side of his chest or whatever. <laughs> totally did not search him. Right. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, um, so. And then I would probably say the star, just based on the first two days, like, who, who if I had a guess, is going to stand out from this side of the bracket is the Okada. And I yeah. don't really know anything about him, but okay. it seemed like he he was like the standout. Fair enough. He is he is like the top guy in the company, so would make sense. Okay, so that makes so, sense. It's just it was weird to me seeing him come out with no fanfare and no reigning money. Just yeah, like it, it it's like obviously there's no crowd, but I thought that was weird considering I've seen Okada multiple times like come out at for matches. I've seen him live, um, so it's weird seeing like a very laid back entrance for him i think uh before we start uh, i want to point out that uh something that i need to get used to is the 20 count uh instead of the 10 count Um, oh yeah that's just so strange to me like i feel like wrestlers can like go back and get some catering and then come back out within (laughs) 20 seconds see my counter argument to that is like it's a 20 count but it's like a more oh i'm not saying it's it's bad no it's not i'm not even saying it's bad or or good or anything but like comparing it to the like a wwe 10 count it really feels like it's the same amount of time because it's like faster it's like a consistent like i I noticed that they count very fast three four exactly 20 they slowed down a little bit yeah they build up more dramatic exactly whereas wwe the entire 10 seconds is like one yeah two it's like the ref's like putting his hands down then back up exactly so like he'll talk a little bit he'll be like guys come on yeah he's like get back in (laughs) it's not an actual 10 seconds so it's like a 12 count basically they'll go to commercial at like seven it's like oh man what are they doing (laughs) oh god they come back there at eight (laughs) yeah (laughs) pretty much Uh, i mean he's not wrong angelo do you have anything else for quick thoughts before we get into things i'm a little sad we're not gonna see uh Hanma after yesterday or two well, you pro- so you probably still will see him. He'll probably still be in these like random tag matches that they're doing. Uh, uh, so you true. probably will get more Hanma. So can before Hanma we go Mania any further, I think, I think we need to have Angelo explain his love for Hanma real quick. <laughs> yeah, go I, for it. I guess maybe from one of you guys in a group chat, I stumbled <laughs> upon the photo of this Asian <laughs> man in a Hulk with hair, tan, and, and the whole Hanma shirt. That's pretty funny. So I made that my was HQ <laughs> profile picture, and I've been using that for two years. And like, so HQ went away, came back, the picture was still there. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then watching him on TV, and that, and to be fair, I did watch the first episode show. So he was in one of the tag matches, but I guess he wasn't in that Hulkamania stuff. So he was just like, it's just this weird dude doing flying headbutts everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I see him in the Hulkamania. I'm like, wow, I, like, I really noticed the bronze. It was just a one-on-one match. I'm like, he looks really freaking familiar. And little did I know, he's been my profile on HQ for two years. <laughs> so, what a story. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that is that is certainly... So uh, can we cancel out Hulk Hogan in history and just replace him with uh, Haunamania? I yeah. would honestly be perfectly okay with that. The innovator, of the, <laughs> never forget that his nickname is oh, the yeah. innovator of the light tube match. Yeah, he is a he is a death match. <laughs> oh, okay, death match legend. He he lost his tight. He was in uh, 
was it? Did we say it was Big Japan? Yeah, it was Big Japan. Yeah, he was their deathmatch champion. Uh, he lost. He won the title twice. Lost it to Zandig, the creator of uh, oh, CZW. Oh, and man. then the second time he beat, then he beat Zandig for it right after. And then no showed for three months, so they stripped them. You know what? Uh, I could have accidentally watched him then at some point because uh, one of my great uh, pastimes at college, getting drunk in basements, was uh, like, hey, let's put on some light tube Japanese wrestling matches. Yeah, while we were getting drunk. And, I, I like uh, it. He was probably out everyone in the room. But... That, then. <laughs> there would be usually a couple people like, you know, what? I can get into this, and everyone else is like, what's going on? I'm trying to play beer pong. <laughs> so, <laughs> No, it was good background noise. <laughs> Sounds I about could, right. I could have seen him. Yeah. You uh, probably did. I think the biggest shame of not having fans on these shows is typically like before like the um the show starts is they have like a pre-show video that plays going over the rules for like their events. And uh it's typically uh Taguchi Yodasuji, who was the guy who faced uh Angelo's new favorite wrestler, Togi Makabe on night one and uh Hanma. And so you guys yeah. didn't really get to hear Hanma talk, but uh Hanma uh his last injury was he suffered a broken larynx. Uh and this man's voice is like the most terrifying thing I've ever heard after that incident. <laughs> uh so hopefully maybe I'll send it in our group chat after we're I'll done recording this. Yeah. It is it is it is something to behold. Uh, Joey, real quick, also, since you don't actively watch New Japan, who has stood out to you on these first couple of nights? Huh, um, that's that's hard, honestly. Um, but I would say that it would be um, one of the Young Lions. Uh, I think his name, he faced, uh, I forget who he faced. I think he faced. I think he's talking about Yamura. Yes. Okay. The guy he faced this or more? The guy in the shredder mask. Yes. Absolutely. I said, yeah, I say he is uh, my standout. He looked really impressive. I think he looked more like the most impressive young lion in the tournament. I would agree. Out of the three that we saw, actually, I agree too. Yeah. I just had to look him up to confirm, but yeah, I thought he was really impressive in his match. Yes. Agreed. Um, Okay, so I guess we can just get right into things. Or Ryan, do you want to just say who's impressed you the most? Uh, yeah, I would have to go with – I have to shout out Gabriel Kidd because Gabriel Kidd, uh, he's like – it's weird seeing him because, like, I watched What Culture Pro Wrestling when, like, that was a thing. And Gabriel Kidd was just, like, the lackey for Prince Amin. And now he's in the New Japan jo- Dojo, and he looks totally different, and he's still young as hell. Um, so – Good to see him getting a sh- uh, shot, but uh, I think Yuji Nagata, I have to say, was my standout. I did not expect him to put in the performance uh, that he did, uh, considering that I thought he retired and then came out of retirement three weeks later, and he really didn't retire. And yeah, I yeah. don't know where you assume this from, but... I, bro. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, yeah, Suzuki and <laughs> Nagata was again. It was two fifty-two-year-old men. Uh, and they had easily one of the best matches of the tournament so far, so that says a lot. Hands wow. down. Hands down. Know. Yeah, Suzuki looked a little stiff, but they did a really good job. Oh, Suzuki is a very – Suzuki is a, a stiff – He's a stiff man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes um, sense. But he looks incredible for, what, 52, you said? 52, yeah. 52. Yeah, yeah. yeah Angelo, uh, you should remember Suzuki from all those gifts that Pat used to send of that man beating random people up <laughs> and riding the tricycle down into okay. the young lions. Yeah, and his hair, his, his funky hair stands out. Too. Yeah, that is true. 
All right, so we can get started here. We'll start with night one. Uh, we had the first match of the uh, this New Japan Cup tournament is Yoda Suji, the young lion, versus again Angelo, his favorite, uh, Togi Makabe, and the uh, Return of the Immigrant song. Uh, Togi Makabe. Yep, that. Uh, Togi <laughs> Makabe did pick up the win here. He did beat Yoda Suji. Uh, Suji is, I forget how old he is. I think he's like 27. Uh, I think I looked this up last night. Anyway, yeah, he was the oldest of the young lions. Yeah, Suji has definitely bulked up since the last time he's been on TV. Uh, he has put on some weight. I think it looks better on him uh, than he was before. He definitely looks more imposing of a figure. It's not all muscle. There is some fat there, but still it's the principle. Uh, he looks better than the the old skinny Suji that we had before. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Makabe. I've made that pretty clear, but it was a fine match. I thought that they had a nice hard-hitting match. And again, the finish came with uh, what happened. Makabe hit his big clothesline and then did the bridging German for the win. So it, it looked like a devastating finish, at least. Uh, so yeah, it was fine. Yeah, this was the only match I didn't watch in its entirety. Uh, I came down uh, with like maybe two or three minutes left in the match. Um, and yeah, I I wasn't like super enthralled, like, oh man, this is great. This is, but it was what it was. Um, I'm not used to seeing Makabe in singles action as often. Um, so, I, and normally I'm like used to him being like as a commentator randomly, they'll show him. Um, with his chains on still. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I thought it was, it was good. Okay. Joey or Angelo? Uh, yeah. Um, I thought it was a solid match. Um, I always like to look at the gimmicks and stuff and the, uh, Makabe is like wearing the chain and stuff. I don't know what that's about. Um, you know, sure. I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you if I tried, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think what stood out is, um, Pat actually, uh, Address this to me because I was confused. Uh, a lot of the young lions uh, seem to like have the same move set. So like I throughout the show, I saw like the Boston crab being used from all the young lions. <laughs> I was like, "What is this? Like, do they just this is just like a popular move in New Japan?" But they explained to me, and they it all made sense because they all wear like the same exact like generic black tights and stuff. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought this was a decent match. Um, and like Pat said, like the, the ending was like, it made sense. It was like devastating. I mean, yeah, it was just a German suplex bridge, but the fact that you hit him with like a lariat before that, um, made it more like impactful. So, yeah. Uh, Uh, real quick, just to answer why he wears the chain. mm -hmm. Uh, so he, his idol, was Bruiser Brody. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, okay. uh, And so since Brody used to use a chain uh, around his arm, that's why he would use it. Also, the Immigrant Song was Bruiser Brody's All Japan Pro Wrestling theme. Oh, okay. So, so he, uses, he, uses okay. A, he uses a Japanese band cover. Uh, Interesting. Japanese yeah, I knew it was a cover. It wasn't. Yeah, I knew it wasn't. Version, yeah. Zeppelin. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Togi Makabe is in Bruiser Brody. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was a fine start to the tournament. However, the next match on the card was absolutely not. Uh, we had. <laughs> you we stopped had, this. We had. Pat, Jay- can you explain what, what one man was holding and shaking in front of the camera? 
who I think it was a DVD box. Oh yes, yes, I can explain that. So we had Jado versus Toriano. Uh, so first off, again, this was not the original match that was supposed to happen for the New, J- uh, New Japan Cup, um, and and so again, it is worth noting that you know, like this whole tournament kind of got reshuffled because of like the whole pandemic thing, uh, and and so Jado was not originally supposed to be in this. <laughs> so I really can't like you know like yes, I can fault them for the fact that they chose Jado of all people, but at the same time. It's like they kind of got screwed with who they have available uh, for travel restrictions. It was originally supposed to be Toriano versus Chase Owens, which would have been a much better match because Chase Owens is genuinely pretty underrated. But Are, are you sure that he didn't escape from the uh, retirement home? Uh, J- yeah. I, uh, he, <laughs> 30 years well in possible. the business. 30, 30 years in the business. Um, so, again, at least they, they put the, they're putting the tournament on, and it's fine. And this match served its purpose, but Jesus Christ, it went too long. Uh, to explain Toriano... <laughs> He came out with his DVD. He also has a new Titantron that has his YouTube channel on it. He's he's uh, peddling <laughs> his YouTube channel that he started since the, he is uh, the, the he is virus. the YouTuber. I gotta yeah, say, yeah. I haven't seen that gimmick ever before. So. I have not either. So this is something new. Uh, but so basically, I mean, to be fair, Sammy Guevara kind of was that when he started. He was the vlogger. Because they always would hype up how Sammy Guevara comes out with his cell phone vlog. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But he also didn't like just put like blatantly put his YouTube oh, channel on his Titantron. <laughs> no, instead he had him vlogging on the Titantron. Yeah, no, so yeah, well, it's still different. Um, anyway, so Toriano, his thing is that he always comes out with uh, his highlight DVDs and tries to sell them to the announcers, his opponents, <laughs> and, uh, the the, and the referees, the crowd. <laughs> That's just his thing. He's he's kind of just like a sleazy guy who's just trying to sell his merch. Uh, so he's he's well, anything I'm sure, but I'm sleazy. Sure, uh, he's a goddamn hero. I'm sure Angelo has to deal with that in the subway in Philly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, usually they're just speaking English and not just shaking it aggressively. Like, yo, let me get a dollar, man. I got some new speakers I'm selling five ten, but at least I can understand what the the purpose is versus just the DVD yeah, yeah. shaking in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That is, and that is kind of like uh, that. That is an issue because you know we don't have English commentary for these shows right now, so it is a bit hard. Whereas, like, if there was an English commentator, they could possibly explain to new viewers what this is. I do have uh, to say that English commentary has officially gone up for at least night one now. Okay. Um, done by Kevin Kelly. Huh. Yeah. So okay, uh, it so, went up. It went up sometime this morning because when I went to finish my last match, uh, they were like, "Do you want all after this?" It was like. You will watch the English commentary version of Night One. I was like, nope. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, yeah, again, so that is the thing. Uh, they don't have English commentary live for these shows because their English commentary is not in Japan, obviously. Uh, so Kevin Kelly's recording solo shows in post production after the shows are done. So uh, they're slowly putting those out. So they do exist if you don't want to watch live. Uh, you might just be on a delay. Uh, but yeah, so again, Jada was not originally supposed to be in this match, uh, supposed to be Chase Owens, but you know, Jada also still represents Bullet Club, but as we all know, Jada is not a full-time, like, uh, wrestler, he's more of just a manager, still, he's still occasionally in, like, tag matches, but he's never, like, a focal point in a singles match. Uh, what's his nickname, Pat? Uh, Master Heater, Master Heater, uh, Jado, absolutely, he's got his kendo stick. So what, I don't care. So what I don't care, and on the back it says 30 <laughs> years in the business. Yeah. Uh, and so he came out here with Jado and Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, these are our representatives of Bullet Club for this tournament. Uh, 
we've lost out say my on... comment yeah yeah if you want to talk about it real quick yeah um well i just wanted to say my comment i said the other day to you i was like wow it looks like <laughs> oh, yeah. bullet club is really falling from grace and that's the only continuity i knew like i knew what bullet club was that's the only thing i knew and i see these two old men come out of the bullet club and I'm like, all right interesting but pat please explain why I was wrong. Yeah, so again, I personally I believe that Bullet Club uh <laughs> is like the strongest it's been since like being created. I really like the iteration that they're in right now under Jay White, but again, their original they were originally supposed to have Chase Owens here. Uh Bad Luck Fale was gonna be in it. Uh Jay White was supposed to be in this tournament. Uh and I believe Kento was also supposed to be yeah, Kento was yes. also supposed to be in it. Uh so they did have a much more uh, young and uh, you know better uh, representation in this tournament originally, but uh, again, thanks to COVID, that has changed. So now we're stuck with Yujiro. Oh, and Yujiro was also supposed to be in, and he is. But it was supposed to be well. So that's what it was supposed to be. Now it's Yujiro, Gato, and Jado as our Bullet Club representation. So can we talk uh, about how oblivious the ref was during this match? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this would definitely be something I'd be more critical on if this was treated like a serious wrestling match. But to be fair, this was just Jado struggling to walk and Toriano just like trying to cheat to win. And then it was actually just both two guys trying and to out cheat each other. Like Gato, Toriano, I agree. Toriano, the face in this match, trying to cheat. Well, Toriano is a face, and he always does cheat. That's part yeah. of his gimmick. He just, you know, he always cheats. Yeah. Uh, but so, if this was like a serious match, and the ref just was like this oblivious, then it'd be more of an issue. But the fact that this match meant absolutely nothing, uh, and again, it was <laughs> literally to get over with. I, yeah, I just, I this went on way too long. This felt like it was an eternity. Uh, j- again. It was only I, nine minutes. It was this nine was minutes. Nine minutes? Seven, it was nine minutes and seven seconds. I thought this seconds. was oh, wow. 20 minutes. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> it yeah, just didn't ring the bell for a long I had the times here. Jesus I keep track of the times. Christ. I seven this, seconds. Hold on. Was it the shortest match of the tournament so far? Uh, it might be. <laughs> no. Uh, the first match was eight minutes and 41 seconds. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think that might be why it felt longer was that was that one kind of breezed by. It was pretty action packed. Yeah, this was. Yeah, I think this one we just wanted to die. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Toriano did eventually pick up the win here. That's all that matters. We don't have to see Jado in a singles match again. Uh, You know, he's fine for being a manager and stuff. But Jesus Christ, this was this was not it. (laughs) I just want to say, I think that this. Uh, without seeing again, without seeing the Randy Orton Edge match, I think this was the ma- uh, the greatest wrestling match of all time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll move. We'll move on okay. from this. <laughs> At least for the it's the greatest wrestling match of this week. Okay. Uh, we got a six man tag, but I or was it eight man? I think it was eight man. Eight man. Eight man. Uh. What one was this? This was Suzuki uh, Goon versus yeah, it was Suzuki uh, Goon. It was Suzuki Saber Taichi and Kanemaru versus Yamura Tanahashi, um, Tanahashi Ibushi, and Nagata. Uh, Nagata. Nagata. There you go. Uh, we don't really need to talk about it. It's a non-tournament match. It was yeah. again on each of these shows. I mean, they're doing like, buffer matches where uh, they're doing previews of future nights. So that's what to expect from here on out. Uh, next tournament match we had was. Uh, Hanma Manium himself, uh, Hanma versus Hiromu Takahashi. This was another match that was not scheduled originally. This was originally supposed to be Colt Cabana uh, versus boom, boom. yeah versus Bad Luck Fale. Uh, 
going to be honest, this is this is an upgrade of a match. I don't think Colt Cabana and Bad Luck Fale would have been any good. Uh, so I think Hanma and Hiromu was a very good match. I thought these guys actually clicked really well. Uh, this is the first singles match for Hanma I think I've ever seen. And uh, I thought he actually really did well here. He took some big bumps uh, that I was not expecting from uh, Hanma. How old is he again? I forget what we found out. He, he was 47, I believe. Yeah. So he's an older dude, and he was taking some like scary-looking bumps here. Um and I thought the finish of the match was really good. Or like the la- like the closing moments of this when Hanma just started like spamming headbutts and trying to hit all headbutts <laughs> on Hiromu. Um that yeah. was really funny and it was also just like crazy to see. Uh, 43 my bad. I think my favorite okay. spot was the uh the the Death Valley driver on the apron. Yeah, that, uh, again. Hanma took. Yeah, bro, he's again he can see he's a deathmatch legend for what he's willing to take. Yeah. Um, and Hiromu literally does not care about his body. Yeah, Hiromu is willing to. I gotta say, Hiromu and Hanma both have very like colorful attires. Yeah, that yeah. is um, that is true. Yeah. Uh, also, so Joey and Angela, would you have been able to tell that uh, Hiromu just came back from a broken neck this year? Um, no, no, but I yeah. did. But I did look it up like afterwards, just do some research. research. They both actually have had broken necks. Yeah. <laughs> neck versus neck match i guess i yeah. do want to say that hanma's finisher is the diving headbutt this man had to have hit like eight diving headbutts in this match. And he said, i feel, I feel like how, he missed a bunch of them how like when so he just he got him. back from a broken neck or like... uh so hiromu got back from a broken neck uh i think he officially so he i think his official first match was at like the end of december last year okay um but he was out for like a year and a half yeah, and there's like thoughts that he would not return. Yeah, I mean that's always scary because you know the neck. broken neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, again, pretty solid stuff here. Uh, I think you know Hanma actually pretty impressed me. I don't really know if he's ever going to get a singles push in New Japan. Don't know if he needs to get a singles push in New Japan, but I thought he really clicked well with uh, Hiromu, and they had a pretty fun, uh, fun and very hard hitting match. So I'll take it. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, long match too. Yes. Do you have the time for it? I do. 18 minutes and 45 seconds. There you go. Even Uh, with the language barrier, you could tell a gimmick like that has limitations. Like, that is not your new New Japan world champion anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, it was a good match. I hope he he becomes world champ by the end of the year just because you said that. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Hiromu's actually going to say that he has to withdraw from the competition. And And they're going to give Hanma his spot, I hope. Yeah, and Hiromu was supposed to win this tournament. I want to point out with the tag matches, um, not knowing like anyone and not understanding the commentary, I really lost track of who was who <laughs> during the match. And I thought that's that is fair. It was rough. It was rough. I mean, the matches were. I think they were decent. Like the tag matches were decent, but it was just like who's who. Like I knew who Zack Saber Junior was. That was like it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, evil, the, the evil only stood person. out too because yeah. you know evil is easy to say. That's true. Uh, yeah, again, as you see them like more in singles matches, you'll you'll be able to identify them easier. But again, when you're just introducing like eight people that you've never seen before, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's just a big jumbled mess. It it, it can be hard. Um, so then we got to our main event of night one, which was uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus El Desperado, uh, who was representing Suzuki Goon. Uh, this was my match of the night for night one. I thought these two really knocked it out of the park. Uh, Ishii continues to deliver in basically every match he has. And Desperado continues to be probably like the most underrated junior heavyweight they have in New Japan. Um, and it also is pretty nice to see uh, so many juniors in this tournament. Because again, originally there was a single junior uh, heavyweight in the tournament at all. And now there's several. You have Desperado, Kanemaru, Sho and Yo, uh, Hiromu. 
Um, and then the Young Lions as well. So it is nice to see that we have uh, junior heavyweights fighting heavyweights here. Um, obviously, El Desperado did not beat Ishii. Um, so, you know, kind of... I'm not sad about it because I love Ishii, but, uh, you know, at least we got a, a nice show from Desperado. I'm not going to complain. Um, yeah, does anybody else have anything they want to say about this match? Uh, yeah, Ishii, I still firmly believe is one of, like he's just a tournament powerhouse like he's always gonna give you like really good runs in tournaments like the g1 like you you always know he's gonna put in like his best effort in the g1 and i think this is the same way for the for the new japan cup that like if he's in it like you know you're gonna get like some of his best work out of it um i'm not saying this match was like oh man this is this is top five ishii match but it was a very, very good match, nonetheless. Um, and yeah, okay, Joey, anything? Uh, yeah. So, like Pat said, like um, you know, with New Japan, they like to go by weight classes. Usually, like super juniors, like like super juniors don't like face heavyweights usually, right? Unless it's like a tournament. Is that usually how it goes? Sorry, what was the question? <clears throat> like, like junior weights usually don't go against heavyweights. Yeah. So they. Like... Um, yeah. So. Uh, in tournaments, they typically don't face each other because they're most of the time separated in tournaments. Right, right. But uh, Shingo Takage, who was in the uh, eight-man match uh, on night two, mm-hmm. uh, has the Never Openweight Championship, which is basically a title that juniors or heavyweights can uh, hold. And so that's typically the belt that you see juniors and heavyweights fighting each other for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it is kind of new that, like, with this tournament that there are juniors and heavyweights in it. Got you. Uh, yeah, so like I said, I, this was also my match of the night as well. Um, absolutely. Uh, there's also another long match, uh, with 20 minutes and 17 seconds. Yeah. Um, and typically that's what you'll see for new Japan. Their main events are typically the longest matches on the show. Most times. Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, it had a cool finish. It was like a vertical drop brain buster type move. Um, yeah. So it was, it was good. It was a good match. Yeah, I think the more you guys see of Ishii, you'll probably like him more. He uh, his matches are just like Cheskas. Which are um, called yeah. If you guys are trying to look for a good match with him, for, at least from last year, uh, him versus uh, Moxley in the G one was very good. Gotcha. Agreed. That was probably that was one of Moxley's better matches in the tournament. Yeah. Um, also, Joey, I feel like you gotta love him because you know he kind of. I feel like he bears like a, a Japanese resemblance to your favorite man, No Neck Ed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they both. He's looking at a pic. Go look up. You're you're on your phone. Just look up at like Ishii's profile picture on New Japan or whatever. And he he like he has a neck, but it's very like short. <laughs> no offense, Ishii, I love you, but like you know the stone pit bull. The stone pit bull. For those who know who uh, No Neck Ed is, maybe you'll appreciate that. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty jack dude. Not No right, Neck Ed, but so how would everybody? <laughs> <laughs> how would uh how would everybody rate night one thumbs up thumbs in the middle thumbs down anybody can go you go first pat all right i would i would go uh i'd go like thumbs in the middle pointing up again i didn't really care for makabe versus suji and jado versus yana was awful uh <laughs> but the main event and uh and uh, Hanma and Takahashi, that was both really good. So, thumbs in the middle, pointing up. Uh, yeah, I'm also gonna go towards that as well. Um, I'd say this is like my first time watching like a New Japan tournament, like especially yes. by myself. 
Um, and, you know, besides like the language barrier and all that stuff, I mean, that doesn't really bother me. Uh, but yeah, it was solid. Um, except uh, the Gato match. Jado, 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 Jado. Sorry, Jado match. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, my voice cracked there for a second. Uh, there. Ooh. Um, uh, I would have to say that I I'd give this a thumbs up. Um, I thought that all the matches that I saw in its entirety uh, were good to great. Um, Jado, Gato, and yeah. <laughs> uh, Yano. They. Their, their match served its purpose. It was a fun filler match. Um, it's not going to win any awards or anything, but like it's it's definitely not the worst match I've seen this week. Might win oh, Boomer God. the Week. Yeah. Oh, we already well. They, Ryan and Joey gave Boomer the Week last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't give it because oh, Joey I gave it. I sorry. did. <laughs> uh, but but did I, you I, give Boomer the Week to again? Oh, it was TNT. Yeah, we gave oh, it to TNT, TNT for, for cutting <laughs> off Sammy. <laughs> Yeah, they come <laughs> to Guevara. So, yeah, and now what's her called? I, I, I just had the, I had to watch the easily the worst wrestling match I've ever seen in my entire life on NXT last night. Uh, between the spicy girl Zia Lee and the bougie one Aaliyah with Robert Stone puking in the middle of the goddamn ring. Oh boy! Welcome to Vince's NXT, baby. And Zia Lee kick, tried to kick out of a roll-up that was supposed to be the end of the match, so they had to redo it. <sighs> Thank God yeah, Vince doesn't nuts. control uh, New Japan. Oh, bro! <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would stop watching wrestling. Uh, okay, Angelo, do you want to give a thumbs rating to the show? Um. I'll give it a thumbs up. I mean, okay. I'm just going into this blindly. Like I said, I, I, I didn't even look up really predictions of this. I just kind of wanted to watch it. I haven't really watched a show in, probably since I started without knowing things, like knowing what to expect. So it's really cool that way just to watch wrestling without having expectations. Uh, Joey, do you feel the same? Because this is new to you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fair uh, enough. I, and I like since it. Since Angelo did bring up our predictions, me and me and Pat did predictions for this. Um, I posted them on uh, Twitter, uh, and Pat had his whole podcast on it. Yeah, um, but Pat, you went four and zero the night one for, for night. Yeah, one. night one, yeah. I did go four and zero with my predictions. Oh, and, check you out! And wow. I went three and one. Uh, night I two, night two, I did not do good. Don't worry. I did not think Makabe was going to win his first match. I thought they'd have at least one young lion move on, and I thought it was going to be Suji. Uh, he did not, so I went three and one. There you go. Um, yeah, and so I'm not going to make predictions for this tournament uh, just because I'm going in blind and I feel like it's uh, it's just not. Yeah, that's fine. It's, that yeah, that, that, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> it's understandable. Until Joey like actually shows us at the end of the thing, just like Pat does with his NCAA bracket. Uh, that he got a perfect bracket at the end of the season. <laughs> at the end of the tournament, I mean, yeah, I will. I'm I'm on a three year streak of perfect March Madness brackets. So including the, in, including, including this, year. this year that did including not happen. This year. Yeah, I think exactly. I think everyone is. <laughs> That's the case. Yeah, you, yeah, give me that. How much is it? A billion dollars or a million dollars? A million dollars for yeah. a perfect yeah, bracket, come, or a billion yeah. dollars for a perfect bracket. But then they got rid of it this year because they didn't have a sponsor, and then they didn't end up having a tournament. I think that was the main reason. Probably. I think that brought in the coronavirus was them not having the billion dollar perfect bracket. Yeah. 
All right. Night two of the New Japan Cup. Uh, this was kind of, there was only one match on this uh, original card that didn't get changed, and that was Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki, which was always scheduled to be on this show. Everything else had been changed due to uh, coronavirus, so we'll get to that as we get there. Uh, again, in my uh, my whole predictions episode of the podcast, I said that night one was most likely going to be the weakest night of the whole tournament, and so far uh, we've had two nights, and it was night one was the weaker night in my opinion. Um, so we started off with, uh, what we start off with, was it Ishimori and Gabriel Kidd? Was yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. So Taiji Ishimori and Gabriel Kidd was the opening match. This was originally supposed to be David Finley, the son of Fit Finley, uh, Angelo, oh, in case wow, you, uh, wow. were unaware. David Finley is in New Japan. He's also, uh, he's tag team partners with Juice Robinson, formerly CJ Parker in NXT, uh, versus Tonga Loa. Uh, who you might remember. I don't know if Joey or Angelo will remember him, uh, but he was Camacho in WWE. Um, uh, I don't remember who he was with. I don't remember that. Camacho. I think he was with Kalisto. I don't remember who he was with, but he was Camacho in in, uh, WWE and NXT. So, uh, but he is now in New Japan and he has, he was, uh, he would again be a representation for Bullet Club. Uh, but alas, he was not here. So now part, he, he is part of, uh, Oh, I completely forgot. They, I don't really think they went over it, but Taiji Ishimori is in Bullet Club. I honestly forgot that I, cause I didn't mention him. Taiji Ishimori is in Bullet Club. So the guy with the shredder mask in this was uh, a Bullet Club representative, representative. Oh my God. Representative. This is night two. I can't speak on the podcast. Oh, it's all right. I had a stroke last night. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) so. So at least there is one good representative. Oh my God, representative, representative, <laughs> representative of Bullet Club. Jesus, Christ. thank God for God. editing, right? Yeah. Oh no, I'm not editing that. I gotta leave that in. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh. So yeah, Ishimori versus Gabriel Kidd. I've been a big proponent of Ishimori since uh, he came to New Japan and joined Bullet Club. Uh, I do also want to say that the Shredder outfit he came out in was really nice looking. Uh, it's a shame El Phantasma is not here to join him in the tournament because yeah. that would have been. God tier, uh, Phantasmo tore down in the best of Super Juniors last year. So, yeah, and they're still uh, tag team partners, correct? They are still tag team partners. Um, but yeah, uh, Gabriel Kidd had a nice showing here. This is the first I've ever seen of him. I didn't really watch what culture pro wrestling, so yeah. Uh, but I thought he looked pretty good here. And again, he is a decently young guy, so should he stay in the New Japan system, I think he has a pretty bright career ahead of him. As uh, I would assume he'll come, like he'll probably come up into the junior division, which is nice because the junior division, I feel like does need some new blood. So we shall see, but yeah, I thought this was a really solid opening match. Uh, Definitely better than Makabe and Suji on night one, I think Um, fast paced and yeah, uh, made Ishimori look really good. So that's all that I have to say. Yeah, I was a very big fan of Ishimori's uh, outfit. I think that Ishimori, as Pat pointed out, uh, based on him forgetting that he was a part of Bullet Club, uh, does get overlooked a little bit uh, when it comes to Bullet Club. Uh, But I I do think that he's one of the more uh, interesting, uh, interesting people uh, and up and comers for Bullet Club, uh, and I think this showed that he was just really in the ring. And I don't think he's gonna have a really long run in this tournament, but I think he'll put on another impressive performance in their ne- in his next match. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ishimori's like <clears throat> attire stood out to me, obviously, because you know it was really cool. Um, 
But yeah, I thought they had a solid match, like you said, Bat. Um, it seems that like all the young lines do have like that were showcased have some good talent. Um, and so is his partner El Fantasmo. Is that the same one in NXT? No, 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 no. So El Fantasmo is in New Japan. He is a white guy who's Canadian. Oh, is it, El oh, Fantasma. Okay, is I got in so NXT. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so, like, it was a solid match. Um, kid tapped out to look like something like a yes lock, right? Like, some, it looked kind of like that. Yeah, it was a, it was a cross face, I believe. Yeah, cross face, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. So, that's the start of night one. Our next match for night one was... Ooh, can I give the time to that match? Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so it was eight minutes and 53 seconds. Okay, so another decently short match to mm-hmm. start off. Our next match on uh, this show was uh, what was it? It was uh, it was Yuya Yamura and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ryan, do you want to start us off on this one? Yeah, um, I like Kanemaru a lot. I think that he again, like he's an older guy. Uh, he's in his forties, I believe, um, and he represents Suzuki Goon. I think that he is. He's a good worker. Uh, from what I've seen uh, with him and Desperado uh, in the junior division, they're pretty good. They work pretty good together. Uh, this is one of the first times I've seen Kanemaru in a singles match. Uh, and I thought that him and Yamura really worked well together. I'm not used to Yamura. Again, he is a, jun- uh, he is a young lion. Um, but I thought that they worked really well together. Um, I thought this was going to be the weakest match on the card um at least for t- this day um but it it wasn't i think that ichimori and gabriel kid was um but this one was uh this one was pretty good pretty yeah. pretty good way uh, to keep on moving on again i think we all agree that you more was definitely the standout of the young lines in this tournament um i thought his performance against kanamara was really good uh and again kanamara i feel like doesn't really get the fair share of praise he deserves he has probably one of my favorite moves. I was talking to uh, Joey about this last night, but one of my favorite moves in New Japan is uh, he had um, Yamura draped over the like steel barricade, um, and then he like sprints up from behind, jumps up onto the barricade, and does a leg drop on the back of him. Yes, it always looks so, so nice. cool. That was um, like one of my favorite spots. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Uh, and you know, uh, yeah, he has his whiskey. Uh, I know Joey took note of that when uh when he saw that because joey asked me if there was a reason behind him having the drink uh <laughs> as far as i know no i guess he's just an alcoholic and he brings it to the ring yep. so. I, beats his opponents, he I was gonna say he, it all over them yeah i was gonna say he's not really an alcoholic he does not drink it <laughs> yeah okay well i don't know maybe maybe he doesn't like whiskey he pours and he one just... out for his opponent when he beats yeah him. i guess so anyway solid match i do agree <laughs> this is definitely out of the first two matches we had this is the better of the two yeah, yeah um, i agree and so then we got our next uh, tag match, and it was... Oh, uh, wait, wait, you, you forgot the time. Oh, sorry, I got, I got time. The time. This yeah, one yeah, was yeah. nine minutes and 32 seconds. Okay, there you go. Okay. Um, and so our next match was another one of these tag matches. So it was Los Ingobernables, and it was Shingo, Bushi, Evil, and Sonata versus Shoyo. Uh, and who are the other two? Fuck. Um... <laughs> Oh uh, my god. Gato? Yo. No, 
no, not uh, Godo, 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 and, uh, and uh, Hashi. Yoshihashi. Yoshi, oh. Yoshi yeah, how could I forget? Come on, God. that's your favorite. Damn it, Yoshihashi. My the headhunter. The headhunter. The headhunter head 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 Yoshihashi. Uh, yeah. Um, again, I'm. I said last night when we were doing our AEW and NXT review that I was going to try and uh, you know limit myself to restrain <laughs> myself talking about Yoshihashi until he has a singles match in this tournament. So next week, I can go on a big Yoshihashi rant. But he was in this match. He looked terrible. Uh, he came out in like a, <laughs> a long green overcoat with like a bright yellow collar on. And, it and then looked, he has like a staff. And he has a staff. Explain what does that mean? Why, He's the headhunter. I don't what, he what, never uses it. He what? doesn't even use it. Yeah, like, no sense. And like his facial expressions are terrible. He just comes out and he's like, I don't want to be here but I'm a baby face. Here I am. I'm Yoshi Awful. Would you say he's one of the worst baby faces of all time? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Ready to hear folks. Yeah. Pat, Pat, how many championships has he won in in New Japan? Zero in in New Japan. I hope he's eight years. He's been there for eight years. I hope like like Yoshihashi like uh, stands watch this podcast and they (laughs) attack you on Twitter. I hope they do too. If if, I really hope Yoshihashi has stands. I I, yeah. Hey man, you never know. You never know. Anyway, this was a match. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It went twelve uh, minutes and fourteen seconds. If you guys, yeah. want to know. anything with Yoshihashi, it's a no for me. Unless he's losing in like five seconds. Um, <laughs> and we also we didn't mention it when we were talking about night one. So how they're doing it is they're doing two matches uh, and then they're doing a tag match and then they do like ten, like five to ten minutes of them just like cleaning the ring area and cleaning the actual ring down, and like they show it on the broadcast, which I thought was actually pretty neat. Um, it's it's nice to see New Japan just being transparent and showing like how serious they're taking this. And also like anyone who's not a wrestler, announcer, or referee is wearing a mask at all times in there, and they're actually social distancing. Like like the even like the the commentary team, you have two guys uh, who are split up with pe- plexiglass in beneath them, and then there's uh, there's a TV in between them, and there's another person doing commentary on the TV, and it's like, wow, New Japan's actually handling things well. Shocker. Uh, so I thought this, I really liked this, that they were just like, again, being very like forward and just showing you what they're doing, like to take precautionary measures seriously for these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I like that a lot. Um, and then after that, we got our other two tournament matches of the show and we had Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki in the battle of the grandpas. Um, uh, big fan of this. Yeah. This was, this was my match of the tournament so far. Agreed. Uh, again, we're only two nights in, and this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. This was like, Joey, what's the time for this match? Uh, 20 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah. So this is like a 20 minute match, and I feel like 15 of the minutes is just them just striking was, the uh, shit out of each the other. The longest of day two as well. Okay. Yeah. Again, like, again, like I said, it's like 20 minutes, and it's just like 15 minutes of them just striking each other. Uh, and just like going, it was basically just seeing who can hit harder and who's going to fall first. Two old dudes, they didn't like miss a beat at all in this match. Nope, it was, absolutely it was not. brutal and it was back and forth and it was entertaining. And none of them looked like they were in their, you know, 50s and late 40s. Yeah, compare uh, this to how like The Undertaker and Goldberg look in WWE. <laughs> oh, or even like that. <laughs> Or even like how like sometimes Chris, like Chris Jericho for the most part is still pretty good, but sometimes yeah. Chris Jericho can look like you can tell a bit iffy, yeah. He, but like these guys just tell. Like fire sometimes on all he's cylinders. very sluggish. You can tell exactly. These guys just fire on all cylinders for two fifty-two year old men. I mean, they're uh, in pretty decent shape, so I mean, absolutely that helps. Yeah. yeah. Um, or even just like looking uh, tonight one and looking at uh, like Hanma, who like Hanma Hanma still like can move, but he's still he's a, he's a bit like. Uh, 
uh, he's just a bit immobile. Mm-hmm. And then somebody like Jado, uh, who cannot, again, Jado struggles to walk. So. I was glad that Jado does appear in this second, in the second night as well. See my first, my first impression of him when he was coming out, I was like, there's no way this guy's wrestling, right? This guy looks Jado. like a manager. Yeah. This guy looks like a manager. And then like, it says that he's in the door. And I was like, wait, what? Yep. yep <laughs> this yep. can't be right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, Suzuki and Nagata, I think we all really love this match. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, do you have anything you want to say about it? Um, I, so I know that, uh, maybe Pat might have more to say about this once I bring it up, but I think this is going to, I, I know that Pat has said that he thinks Suzuki is going to get overthrown in Suzuki Goon, uh, sooner rather than later. I know he originally thought he was going to get taken out, what, at New Year's Dash? This yeah. year. Um I think this could work towards that still, uh, with him losing first round to Nagata, who I mean, again, we all me and you both thought Suzuki was gonna win this match. Um and I also I, was under the impression that he was gonna win during yeah. during the match. I was like, Oh, this guy's I don't know, he just seems like he would have won. Yeah. Uh and I as in my predictions, I think Saber is gonna have a very strong showing in this. Um and I think Saber is the young up, like the younger guy who could take over uh, and bring that nasty side still. Uh, and I think that if that's the case, I think you might see eventually Saber turn on Suzuki for another poor performance. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, and like uh, Ryan said, Yuji yeah. Nagata did win this. Yes, so. and something to point out: um, Suzuki loses on his birthday. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what rough. Shame. What a birthday present. That's rough. All right. The main event of night. Uh, oh, and like I said, that was originally, this was the only match for night uh, night two that was like originally scheduled as is. Um, so it's nice to see that they still got to do this. Um, yeah. And oh, I didn't mention, but uh, Yamura and Kanemaru was supposed to be Juice Robinson and Alex Coglin uh, from the dojo. And so our main event was supposed to be Okada versus Jay White, which was one of the big first round matchups. But with Jay White being in New Zealand, uh, it changed to Okada versus Gato, uh, which, again, there is a pretty big story here since, you know, I think this is their first official uh, singles match against each other since Gato turned on Okada and joined Bullet Club. Uh, So going into this, they had like a proper story to tell here. Uh, And Gato comes out with his arm in a sling selling like he has a broken arm. (laughs) so yeah. typical Gato nonsense. Um, and then yeah. Okada gets in the ring and he basically just tells him to stop. And so Gato eventually takes off the sling and just lays down on the mat uh, to offer himself up to Okada to get it over with. But of course, Okada comes in and Gato tries to roll him up. Uh, and this was the, basically the story of the, the match of Gato just trying to outsmart Okada and basically uh, out cheat here. Like he was just pulling out weapons from left and right. Uh, and for the, for like the beginning of this match, Gato had the upper hand, which was very weird to see Gato beating up Okada. So like, uh, decisively, um, but eventually the tables returned and Okada obviously won this. Um, I think the best part about this is that Okada hit a tombstone on Gato and Gato's so short that like his head didn't even touch the mat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. I did see that. (laughs) So it looked kind of goofy, but it's like the safest tombstone I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, Um, at least they're being safe. Right. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then, uh, Okada did not use the rainmaker to win here. He tapped Gato out with a new submission finisher. It was like a, it was like a Cobra clutch. Yeah. Uh, so pretty nifty stuff there that Okada's at. 
So now, we shall see think, how much he uses in the tournament. Now, now we talked about uh, how this was like awesome, kind of like a grudge match as yeah. well. Uh, do you think it's over? Uh, I know th- probably like, no. not knowing the full story. It just feels like it wasn't like a like satisfying like ending. No, to I would a grudge assume that they'll probably they'll probably do another thing thing eventually, <clears throat> but in front of a crowd. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That'd be my assumption. Um. Part I'm of glad me, like, you pointed out the uh, that tombstone though, because I felt it was a little weak. They probably should have changed the camera angle on that. But... Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I saw it and noted. Like I was just like, eh, yeah. kind of just looking back. <laughs> yeah, like, ah. yeah. Um, Feels like it did more damage to Okada's knees. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, what was I gonna say? Um. Oh yeah. So when Gato came out and had like the sling on. And, like, he wasn't taking it off originally. I was like, oh, they're going to pull a swerve here. And Jay White actually did get to get into Japan somehow. And that Jay White was going to come out and they were actually going to do the match with uh, him and Okada. But, uh, no, it was just, again, it was just a straight-up match here for Gato and Okada. So, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that that, uh, Gato or Jado? Gato. Gato uh, was somehow able to have so many weapons hidden around the man, around the arena. Oh like, my god. Ridiculous. He had the he had in his sling he had like the a spray, spray bottle. Yeah. Then he had uh taped to his one arm, he had the uh brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. Then taped to his other arm he had like a spoon slash shiv. Uh then he had a mallet that was hidden underneath uh, steps, <laughs> and he had another thing of brass knuckles that was hit uh, that was taped to a ring post. Hey man, like, yeah. like when you well to remember, Gato's the booker for New Japan. Yeah, he has yeah, power that is here. True. So, yeah, that is so you true. Can look at that yeah, and say that he was abusing his that. power. Yeah, that yeah. and uh, the referee isn't good at uh, hide and seek or yeah, yeah, searching. True. And of course, then then we got our master heater uh, appearance of the night, where he just comes out and literally does absolutely nothing in this match other than just walk around real slow. Um, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a fun main event. Um, I I liked it. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was good too. Um, it was good uh, storytelling. Yeah, and it was nice to see Okada finally get some payback on Gato. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd give Night Two a thumbs up all around. I enjoyed this oh, much more than I won. Um, Joey. Uh, yeah. Uh, before I give my rating, I just want to. This match went 15 minutes and 30 seconds. For okay, who cares? Um, but yeah, I'd give it also a. Uh, thumbs up i did enjoy it a lot more than night one okay angelo do you have a thumbs for the day one one. yeah i'll give it a thumbs up but i i agree i did enjoy the tournament matches better on night night one okay um yeah so all around i think positive start to the the you know the the slightly altered new japan cup for uh and delayed obviously by a couple months um they also uh, I believe after night one, they officially announced uh, the next set of New Japan shows. So they're doing the Summer, uh, summer Struggle Tour, um, as well as some other shows like Sengoku Lord um, and New Japan Great, Road. Man. So, uh, yeah, it's been nice to see New Japan back. And I know a lot of people are anticipating that they're going to be announcing the best of the Super Juniors uh, to take place in August, which will be a lead in for the G1 Climax, which is starting up in the fall rather than the summer this year. So New Japan seems to be back. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it shows and they're supposed to have fans starting on July 12th for Dominion. So it shows, uh, you know, the difference in where Japan is versus uh, the U.S. with handling COVID-19. Yeah. I do got to so. say, uh, watching the first two nights of the tournament, um, that I'm becoming a bit more invested to the rest of the tournament. So it's exciting I to agree. have something else to watch, you know, just besides WWE and like AEW and 
So it's it's good to you know watch something out of I guess you could say like my culture. You know what I mean? Like our like your culture, American your comfort culture. zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's nice. It's, and it's, it's nice to see. It's like because it's a whole different style too than like you know American wrestling. So yeah, um, it's also good that we don't have to wake up at like the butt crack of dawn for this. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like six, fair, six o'clock is an awful. Yeah, I wake up. <laughs> but I know yeah, Pat but likes like to watch for, for like Wrestle, yeah, but for like Wrestle Kingdom, like waking up at like be... two in the morning and then being up yeah. for like six hours watching it. I remember. Yeah, I, I, we've done it with you, and I didn't make it all. Basically, yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our uh, our New Japan review uh, next week. Oh, again. no, hold on. One, one one more thing, Pat. We need to do our our scores for our oh, predictions. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I went three and one again on night two. Pat, how many losses did you take on night uh, two? I went two and two. Ooh, okay, so you split. Ooh. You split. That's okay. Yeah. So yeah. so so we both have the same record going into night oh, three. It's gonna get. It's uh, getting intense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so again, so the schedule for next week is uh, Monday and Tuesday. New Japan's back for shows again for nights three and four. Uh, we'll have the podcast out for AEW and NXT uh, Wednesday or Thursday morning. And then Thursday afternoon, night, we will have a review of Nights 3 and 4 of New Japan. It'll probably be me, Joey, Ryan, Angelo. I don't know if you'll join us again, uh, but we shall see. So, yeah, that's going to do it for this podcast episode. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you soon.